Welcome to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, where you'll find regular insights on what's happening in the world of local marketing from two of the brightest and occasionally irreverent minds in the industry, Corey Elliott and Gordon Burrell. Today's show is sponsored by Site Impact, the experts in email marketing. And now, here are your hosts, Gordon and Corey. Welcome, everybody, to our end of the year podcast, our 11th of uh, this podcast season. And with me is Corey Elliott. Hello, happy, merry, whatever have you. You can say Merry Christmas. You can say sure. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Kwanzaa, whatever. Sure. Great. And we got a great, uh, great show for everybody this time around, the end of the year show. Oh, in fact, Gordon, I want to kind of preempt everything. I want to get right to this interview. This interview is really, really good. It's with Brian Weezer. He Brian says Weezer, some, he came right out with his uh, uh, forecast just a couple of days ago. Exactly. What timing. Um, really interesting stuff he has to say. And I want to get right to it because I think we can unpack a lot after it. Yeah, let's do that. I'm all for that. And then we can reserve time afterwards for comments. Our very, very sharp insights. Absolutely. But first... I want to say a shout out to our sponsor, Site Impact, who's been with us this entire season, is renewed, going to be with us the next season. So let's hear about them. We're going to do something phenomenal for listeners just to get them acquainted with our sponsor, Site Impact. They're out to prove how powerful email marketing can be. So here's the deal. I want you to text somebody and I'm going to give you their cell phone number in about 30 seconds. So get ready to jot it down. You're going to want this. Trust me, it's not a gimmick. So so here's the deal. How'd you like more opt-ins for your daily email newsletter? Or how'd you like to help a dealership sell some cars? Or maybe get people to sign up for a furnace tune-up? All you have to do is pick the target audience. Higher-income homeowners with good credit living within 20 miles of Duluth. And Site Impact will send... 50,000 targeted emails for you to that particular target for free. 50,000 for free. If you get a mere 1% response rate, that's 500 leads. All you have to do is text. Here's the number, 561-685-8991 and say, tell me more. Give you the number one more time. And you can find the number at the end of the description of this podcast on our website if you want to go back there and look. 561-685-8991. Give Site Impact a test drive. You're going to love this. Okay, I'm really excited for our uh, end of the year, final show of the year podcast interview with Brian Weiser from Group M. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thanks for having me, Gordon. Thank you very much for being here because you are just on the uh, the, the beginning uh, of your forecast. You just released your forecast for 2020. I'm really excited to talk about that. But before we do, talk to us about who you are and what you do. For those of you who don't know, who are probably under a rock somewhere because you are the most quoted man in advertising. Oh, well, I guess that's a technical <laughs> win, not a quality <laughs> one. But um, yeah, so what I am, what I do, I um, I work for Group M. We're the world's largest buyer of advertising, uh, part of Group M. And uh, I think we spend around $50 billion a year uh, on behalf of our clients globally. Um, my job is uh, I'm responsible for thought leadership, as we call it. Practically speaking, that means we have global forecasts that help uh, everyone, advertisers, media owners, other intermediaries, understand the health and trajectory of the overall advertising economy. And, and you're a research guy, right? You're a research guy at heart. Well, they call me that. But, um, you know, I was a banker and then I was a securities analyst. And they call securities analysts researchers, even though very few do actual research. 
And uh, then I spent eight years at Interpublic in a similar job. And then I spent another year at an ad tech company and another eight years as an analyst again. I get lumped into research, but mostly I try to think big picture thoughts and apply that to the world. Tell us, uh, give us the highlights, your forecast for 2020. What are you seeing? Yeah, you know, looking just at the United States, um, it's it's really remarkable how resilient um, the advertising economy has been. Um, I mean, this this won't be a surprise to anyone who's looked at recent numbers of the overall aggregated market. Um, and really, the U.S. and the U.K. globally are real anomalies because the underlying story is real negativity. Um, I think at a global level, if we look at 2019 versus 2018 or 2020 versus 2019. And by negativity, I just mean deceleration. I don't mean actual decline uh, in most instances. But when we look at the United States specifically, as I say, we see health. Um, uh, maybe not as strong in 2020 as we've seen in 2019. Um, but you know, 2019 and 2020 are still benefiting from uh, primarily the digital first, digital endemic based advertisers. So it's Facebook, the marketer. Amazon, the marketer, Google, the marketer, Netflix, IEC, Uber, eBay. There are eight of the largest companies alone spent $26 billion on advertising in 2018, probably $30 billion this year. And it'll probably be north of that, like 35 in 2020, most of that in the United States. So what's your overall forecast for growth next year for advertising, U.S. only? So the U.S. Uh, advertising number, if we're if we're looking at uh, the broadest definition of advertising we have and including political advertising, uh, for 2020, we get to a 7.1% growth rate. That's phenomenal. So what part, part of that is driven, what percentage of that is driven by digital? Well, uh, it is certainly uh, the biggest uh, chunk of advertising, but uh, instead I would suggest that the biggest uh, factor driving growth is actually political advertising, whether it's digital or not. Um, we're calling for about $10 billion. Um, I don't think that's a lot different than, than what you're uh, anticipating, but it's impossible to ignore that um, factor. Uh, we get to a 4% growth rate ex-political. Wow. Um, look at digital, and at 4% is still pretty good relative it to is, the- It is, it is, it's great. You know, yeah, relative to the health of the economy. And to be clear, the American economy is weakening. There's that's unambiguous. The healthy advertising economy is driven by these digital first marketers. And again, the rapid growth of digital advertising is driven by these marketers. So when you say the economy is weakening, do you mean the advertising economy or the economy overall? The underlying economy, look at personal consumption expenditures, industrial production. Um, you know, the metrics that we think are most tightly correlated to advertising are fundamentally quite weak. Interesting. Um, that's not the narrative we hear at least from Fox News. So, <laughs> so, so, so let, let's go back. Let's go back to growth. What's growing? We already know digital. What else is growing beyond digital? And then what do you see in sharp decline continuing? Yeah. So the only really truly healthy medium um, on an ex-political basis is outdoor advertising. And even there, it's concentrated where that growth is happening. We're, we're calling for about five and a half percent growth for um, all out of home. And here we're we're defining that as including digital out of home uh, right. at number. But we're calling digital, for- I mean, digital signage, right? Digital signage, yeah. Right. The broadly defined outdoor 
industry in the United States. And what do you think's fueling outdoor? Is there something bizarre about it? Like, okay, people are getting outdoor a little bit more because of all the social media stuff. Is it the digital signage now allowing four or five or six different faces on a billboard in a minute instead of just one for an entire month? What, what fuels that growth? Well, I, I, I don't think it's about people per se. <laughs> um, there, there can be a connection between human activity and, uh, and, and media activity, but it's sometimes coincidental. I, I think the bigger issue that, that, that is human driven is that advertisers, certainly nationally oriented ones, are conscious of the weakening fundamentals around television. And so there's certainly an interest in finding alternatives. But in absolute numbers, it's pretty small, the, the, that a shift if there is one. Um, I think the bigger issue is, uh, to your point, that more forms of digital signage in more places broadens the market. It makes it possible for different kinds of advertisers to use the medium. That helps. Mm -hmm. um, I think at a very uh, category-specific level, and, and usually I, I don't find that category-specific analysis helps you a lot in looking at individual media with some exceptions. And this is one where it, there is an exception because we see – uh, a lot of the direct-to-consumer brands certainly are, are are using out of home, and there's a meaningful uh, transition of growth, I think, um, from them. I think we see a lot of the technology-driven brands. Uh, if they idolize any one digital brand, it's Apple. And what does Apple do with its media other than primarily television and outdoor, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think that if you're looking at these the eight large brands I just mentioned, or brand owners, I, I think they all want to be what Apple is as a brand. So I think that's part of it. And then luxury as well um, as a category is still very, very healthy. And, and it, you see this play out in the results. When you look at the difference between a Lamar versus Clear Channel and, uh, and Upfront, I mean, Lamar is not really growing that much, whereas the other two are. And I think that speaks to the geographies. So what we're really seeing is those kinds of categories are concentrating their spend in a narrow number of markets, primarily the big ones. Let me, and, let me, let me go back to something you said about, about TV. I'm stuck on that. You said TV and decline. Are you defining that as broadcast TV? And if you would couple that with what you're seeing with OTT advertising? Yes. I mean, it's the whole thing. Like it, television as a combined medium, if, if we exclude political advertising for a moment, is not likely to ever grow again. It's just weak. And I think that there's a few factors going into this. We have the dominant advertisers on the medium are themselves relatively weak. They're cutting their spending in general or they're fading away as, as brands on a relative basis. And so, being so to be clear, are you talking about broadcast TV or are you talking oh. about screens, anywhere, TV, video, viewing, OTT, mobile, this, that, and everything yes. else? all premium video. So all premium video, which would fit into our definition that, yes, that includes Hulu would be in there, Roku-related uh, uh, video ads would be in there. Um, we're calling for an underlying negative uh, 1% decline uh, for 2020. That's ex-political. So national will be a little healthier than local. Whoa, um, let's go back. Hold, hold on. Everything I'm reading, everything I'm seeing, admittedly a lot of hype, is that OTT is growing phenomenally and that, that mobile screens, Comscore is you know merging with RentTrack and are now covering screen, measuring screens across multiple platforms and things like that. So yeah, broadcast TV, I think everyone would agree the viewing audience is down, but you're telling me digital audiences are not really delivering what advertisers want in a way that causes video overall or television advertising overall to decline? No. It, it, it's a shift of spend. In other words, yes, there is growth in over the top, but at the expense of other forms of TV. The 
the overall pie doesn't change. Is that because the amount of advertising allowed on programs like OTT, over, over the top uh, advertising, is, is much fewer and more restricted than you'd see in, say, a broadcast show, which has umpteen commercials in an hour? No, generally speaking, the pool of money available to go into television is a relatively fixed number. It's independent of uh, the different tools, the tactics, the different types of TV. The only exception to that is to the extent that it, television is uh, making itself a little easier for a smaller advertiser to use the medium where they wouldn't otherwise before. But that's not meaningful enough to cause a difference in this overall growth rate. So just because you have addressability, just because you have over-the-top delivery, just because you have mobile consumption – what does that do to the advertiser who is allocating their budget to the video medium independent of those things? Fascinating. Let me uh, let me touch on a couple of other things because we just have about a minute left. Print, anything in print. Let's include direct mail and, of course, yeah. newspapers. What do you see? Well, you know, it, it's decline. It's just a matter of scale of decline. Uh, so direct mail is certainly on an underlying basis. Um, Ex-political uh, is probably healthier than – uh, magazines and healthier than newspapers. You know, unfortunately, um, for all of them, it's just there's really no way up. And and we are now seeing, um, certainly when we look at print titles, their digital declines are roughly mapping their print declines in terms of the ad revenue. Mm -hmm. uh, so unfortunately, unless you see something like what a New York Times does, uh, or even if you do what a New York Times uh, company does, where they do invest heavily in a, in a product and, and compete with a broader array of digital properties, it's really hard to, to drive growth into print-related uh, properties. What about radio? Radio, you know, its fundamentals are still really strong. Um, if we include um, audio in its streaming forms, Pandora and Spotify, uh, you know, we get to flat basically for 2020. Um, so it's not going to decline, but we also don't see a lot of growth. Cool. All right. So you're a buyer. You're an advertiser. You step into that role. Uh, big brands, pick the brand, whatever. And you want to place your money, $50 billion in total uh, that Group M has, or just pick one advertiser. Where are your best bets right now? Where okay. do you think it is? Is it what, across what type of platforms in well, 2020? First of all, I think every marketer should think as broadly and holistically as they possibly can. That means media should not be a must-have. How does that sound for a media buyer? <laughs> so how do they market themselves? Well, first of all, I count that media is six to $700 billion a year globally. Marketing is probably $1.8 trillion. I'm with There's you. There's a okay. lot of things you can do. There's so no you're talking about internal management of marketing, posting Facebook stuff, doing reputation management, social media, Marketing cetera, technology, by, you know, using data, events, um, sponsorships. Uh, there's so many things. Marketing is such a broad thing. There is no one answer for any one market. It really comes back to what your overall business strategy is, the role that marketing has inside of that to help drive growth. And then from there, media is a tactic. It's a collection of tactics that support a broader uh, marketing goals. Oh, man, you just said media is not a must-have. I'm going to get stuck on that. We're going to have to end on that note. That's the headline, buddy. Media <laughs> is not a must-have. Ryan, thank you for your time. This has been uh, fascinating. I really appreciate the time you spent with us. Anytime. Wow. See, big headline there, Gordon. Didn't I just hear him say media is not a must-have? 
Yeah, I, but l l let's hold that thought a second because okay. I want to tell you what happened after the interview. That's kind of an interesting one. I'll tell you what I heard. I heard a couple of things there. Number one, these eight marketers. And after I thought about it, listened to the interview one more time after we had it, that was really interesting because he was talking about these eight marketers affecting so much, driving even traditional advertising growth and, of course, digital. Facebook, Amazon, Google, Uber, eBay, Netflix, and IAC, right. Interactive Corp. And what he was talking about, listen closely, was the amount of advertising that they're spending. You take them out of the equation and the tsunami wave subsides and then you see the damage that's done. That, that's really, really interesting to me, that phenomenon. There's right. one other thing that, um, that I heard in there, and that was with regards to radio and TV. There's so much hyped about podcasting and streaming audio, and audio is up, and you know people are rediscovering audio baloney. He said, and I believe it, audio is flat. So, you know, radio is kind of interesting overall, and then there's a streaming audio thing, but one sort of balances out the other. There's no growth there. It is flat. The same thing with television. He said television was really, you know, kind of out, outside of political, it was kind of negative. So all the hype about OTT and everything occurring, the net is negative. Well, there's only so many consumer hours in a day. There's only so much TV one can possibly consume, right? So it's, it's going to fill up. It's like a guess. It's going to fill up the room. Um, but overall, uh, his quote about the being real negativity around uh, media and, and advertising growth, and they pinned, Group M pinned it around, what, 7.6%. Now, we uh, pinned it, with, they're even more um, optimistic than we are. Yeah, and we, but, but, but think about this. We're talking about Group M. We're talking about $50 billion in under management by Group M, right. $50 billion, a big, big chunk of total advertising spend. And this is the guy, Brian, who is hauled in to talk with some of their bigger advertisers, their marketers, and maybe even potential clients. So, you know, if Apple or Microsoft or, or anybody, Oracle, whomever comes in, this is the message they're getting. The underlying story is real negativity and the growth toward what instead of advertising? Ah, digital services. And I think that's what's in really interesting. If you look at Group M and how they look at things, they're looking at a very macro level, very big, lots and lots of money. Meanwhile, here at Burrell, we're looking from the local, from, from the bottom up. And isn't it interesting we're coming to the same conclusions? So however you look at it from the top down or bottom up, that, that same conclusion about it ain't all just about advertising anymore, folks. It's about digital services, promotions, things like that. Yeah, even, even your forecast, which we did recently for local, was less aggressive than that 4% that he said ex-political. Yep. It was what, 1%? It was, uh, let's see, 1.3 and 1.3. That's local growth for this year yeah. and 2020. And for, yeah, it's just steady on a, about yeah, a 1.3. So we're seeing an even greater slowdown in the overall Absolutely. growth. Absolutely. Now, if you add in national... Uh, the total gets to 2.2% and 1.9% for uh, 20 over 19. So what we've been saying all along is just gets underscored that, holy crap, if you're a media company trying to sell advertising. And you know what's important about this, Corey? Um, yeah, you should be selling these services. Is I know we've said that again and again, and many other companies say it, and people not. I was at the conference just recently, last week. And people were saying, oh, yeah, for these digital services, there's, there's no margin in it. That's the problem. And that's kind of the catch-22. You're stuck in focusing on where all this margin and all these profits are. And that sounds great. I'm not going to have to that little thing that has little margin in it. 
Well, you're about to get bit in the ass. I'm sorry to tell you if yeah. that's your view. Yeah, absolutely. And like we were talking about it this morning, advertisers don't want a radio ad or a TV ad. You know what they want, Gordon? They want people buying their crap. That's what they want. They want somebody helping them to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. And it takes more than just selling an ad. It takes it takes everything. It takes understanding marketing. Yeah, it's just it's a crazy, crazy situation when you've been steeped in advertising and media and sure. content and how important that is. And it still continues to be content. But this is truly the survival of the fittest. And remember, our latest digital services report, there is twice as much money being spent in digital services than advertising in the U.S. Yeah, that's true. So thank you, Corey. I appreciate your uh, your insights. And the digital services report you mentioned is, by the way, on our website. If you hadn't seen it, we published it in, what, late October? Yeah. Uh, something like that. Um, great, great insights there on what advertisers are spending. Thank you for hanging with us for this podcast and for the entire season of uh, 2019, the last half of the year. We have a new season coming up in, in January. Yay. And we yes. had a great interview to, uh, to kick that one off. So happy holidays, everybody. Corey, happy holidays to you. Right back at you, big guy. Thanks, everybody. You've been listening to the Local Marketing Trends Podcast, sponsored by Site Impact. If you have submissions for something you'd like Corey or Gordon to discuss, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, email the hosts at podcast at and let them know. Thanks for listening. And remember, market well. <laughs>